Welcome to Content Etc, a podcast to help you work through the challenges of marketing your creative small business. I'm your host, journalist and copywriter Michelle Gately from Word by Word Storytelling. I want to help you feel really excited about the content marketing process so you can feel confident in it and know that it's not just something else to cross off your to-do list. I'm all about the gentle and sustainable growth, so if you're after quick hacks and one-size-fits-all templates, then this is not the place for you. My mission is to help you create content marketing that's actually interesting, feels and sounds authentic, not just like a sales robot, and has just a little sprinkle of strategic magic. I want to help you feel really great about your content so that you can show your dream clients why you're their perfect match. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back. Today I am joined by an absolutely wonderful friend and amazing, she's going to be an amazing guest. Um, I am absolutely obsessed with everything that Lucy does. All her stationery is just gorgeous and I love her designs so much that when we were getting married, I contacted her and said, would you please do our wedding invites? And I've commissioned a few pieces from her just because I love her nature inspired things. I know I'm rambling on a bit, but basically I have invited lovely Lucy from Leaf Lane Studio to chat with me, but we're going to be talking all about Christmas. And I know it seems a bit weird that we're talking about it now, but what I wanted to do was chat to someone in the product space about how Christmas went down last year, because I know that Lucy put so much time and preparation into her marketing. It was absolutely amazing from this point of view, um, see as someone who's consuming it and wanting to buy all the things. Um, But I wanted to sort of get the behind the scenes of how that felt and what changes she made and what things she might do differently this year for Christmas. And we know that, you know, product-based business owners Christmas preparations going to start, you know, in the middle of the year and stuff. So um, that's why I thought it would be lovely to have Lucy on today. And I just know that she's had so much thought go into what she's doing with her business um, and different strands of her business. So I just thought she'd be the perfect guest. And as I say, absolutely obsessed with your work, Lucy. So welcome to Content Etc. <laughs> Thank you for having me. That was an amazing introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to embarrass you, but you are incredible. And if people haven't seen your designs, I'm going to obviously link to your Instagram so they can go and have a look. Thank but um, I know that you sort of have described it as like very nature inspired. I know you take so much inspiration from the beautiful part of Cornwall where you lived and previous gardens and stuff that you've had. And I love that sort of element of your work as well. Um, but I always, I think your stationery is just really lovely and cheery and you just have a way with color as well. Um, so yeah, I just love that. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. I know I've, I've probably <laughs> sort of said enough about what you sort of do, but would you like to introduce yourself and your business? How long I mean, have you been in business? I don't think I could do it better. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thanks. Um, okay, I've had Leaf Lane Studios since September 2017 and it was started purely as wedding stationery and that is it. I didn't do any other stationery at all. That's how it started. And then bring in COVID and I pivoted to stationery just because obviously weddings weren't a thing. And then I had this realisation that I still love doing little bits of wedding stationery, but I actually really enjoy doing, I've been a stationery addict my entire life. Um, which is useful (laughs) and I just yeah I just loved it so much and and you know when something is a massive wake-up call and you think okay I do love doing the weddings but also I love this a little bit more for an everyday existence in my business so still sticking with the nature theme still working on that higher sort of slightly more luxurious end of stationery because obviously weddings are you know you can do some really beautiful things with that and that's what I loved about weddings working with beautiful paper and all of those things but just putting that into stationery instead so a little bit more of a luxurious feel but with some fun designs that are kind of hand painted or digitally drawn and hopefully 
cheer up people's desks every day. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, there is a real emphasis on quality and also sustainability. I know you go um, Mm -hmm. the extra mile to sort of make sure that your packaging, like your any sort of, it appears plasticky, but it's not, it's like the recycled cornstarch yeah, stuff yeah, it's, yeah, yeah exactly and then you know I must say as well you're whenever you send an order as well you do the most amazing like lettering and designs on the front and I just think <laughs> you create a really wonderful customer experience and you know it's something I guess that small businesses especially can that's like your tiny bit of magic that you can really play up you know where big businesses can't they just pop things in a bag and send them out you can really you really do make every order feel like it's a really special thing and if like me you buy stuff for yourself you open it you're like oh my god little treat for me and if it's for a friend even better because it's all beautifully presented so yeah and I've done both I've bought things for friends and I've also bought a lot of stuff for myself and each time it's a lovely experience um Oh, that's really good to hear. The thing is, with, with what I, especially, uh, you know, right now, because I am still a, you know, a small business, it's just me at the helm of this. Um, I just always wanted to make sure, it, literally exactly as you just said, that whether you're buying it for a friend and you might be receiving it through the post and need to open the box initially to get to what you've bought, but I still want you as the person who's purchased it to feel really special as well as the person you might be gifting it to. And yeah so the little illustrations and all the little extra bits and bobs I just love I want it to feel really special from start to finish no matter whether you're the end customer of that stationary product or not and it's still really important to me yeah oh absolutely and like I say you absolutely nail it so we're gonna go all things Christmas now um and so what I thought (laughs) we would do is chat a little bit about last year sort of like reflections and stuff and then um sort of look forward to to next year this year (laughs) all confusing look forward to next Christmas um so (laughs) could you describe I guess how important the sort of Christmas season is in your business in terms of like revenue and profits and stuff like that yeah Yeah, I mean it's any product business will tell you how massive Christmas can be it's it's a huge percentage of the revenue for the year um usually and it's for me, I launched Christmas a lot earlier last year, last year. I've got to get used to saying last year. <laughs> last year, I launched my Christmas products, um, the majority of them on the last day of September, which is quite early for me. There was a reason that I did that because I had other things going on um, in terms of markets and things and I wanted to have everything out. But it's such a huge thing between sort of October and December. And I think... I, I just wanted to get really ahead of the Royal Mail thing that was up, upcoming as well, knowing that I wanted to get everything out early because there were strikes planned and all of those things. But it's such, such a huge part of my year. And I've only really would say that I've got to grips with it in the last couple of years, like how big that's going to be for my business. Yeah. So this is the other reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast as well, because I feel like you've been in business and doing Christmases long enough that you have sort of tweaked and refined things and you have sort of experimented with a few things so I thought that you would be like the ideal person because it's it's (laughs) it's something that you have sort of evolved with over over the last few years um so you mentioned just then that your preparation for Christmas or your announcing and launching everything for Christmas sales started earlier last year um in general like how did your preparation change in 2022 from previous years and like how early did you start planning I'll be honest like prior to the last maybe maybe 2021 and backwards I was really bad I'd be like oh it's Christmas in six weeks what am I gonna do and I think every business owner goes through that where you just there's so much constantly going on um you know it's like I started looking at I didn't have a lot out for Valentine's Day this year but I started thinking about what I was going to do in sort of December and for Christmas Christmas starts way earlier than that so last Christmas I started buying the little ceramic baubles that I ended up releasing we'll come like I'll talk about that yeah. a little bit more in a minute but just I started buying those in around April um because I thought to myself okay I don't want I don't want them to sell out because <laughs> I wanted very specific ones that were a certain quality and a certain look and I wanted to get them and I'm starting to started to plan probably 
April time what I was going to do with like my main offerings for Christmas um, and because I did the previous year I did a stationary advent calendar that was literally that took over my entire life which it was like by running the way the I mean it was worth it though because you were also <laughs> featured in stylist for that like I was featured in <laughs> stylist I didn't know until someone messaged me I had no idea That's amazing. Um, but I'll be honest about that because this is a place to be transparent mm. I had zero oh no I had one order on the back of that which sounds crazy because yeah. a lot of people will say Oh, you got featured but in Stylist. That's like, huge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But to be, I'll be completely frank. I've had other things on the back of Stylist almost a year later. I've had people say, oh, um, I've seen the blog post that Stylist put out and I've seen your stationery and that's why I'm buying this. Mm. And I think it's really important to remember, like for me, Stylist customers aren't my ideal customer. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not. Like I, they're, they're obviously <laughs> super into like their fashion and stuff like that. I'm, you know, sat here in my pajama bottoms and a jumper. Um, <laughs> I love that. But it was really, it was so, it was, I'm just being transparent. That's, yeah, it's kind of what I do. Um, but it's sort of, I know very, very down to the core what my ideal customer is. And whilst it was a really great opportunity and a really great kind of elevation for the business and stuff to to get it seen by people, it, they, are, they were not my ideal. If I was going to put myself forward to something, I know who that would be or what that would look like. I was, I'm so grateful to have had that opportunity. And that blog post that I was featured in is now, you know, it's great for me. It's out there. If you, if you Google stationary advent calendars, it's one of the top blog posts that still kind of appears. And there was, I think, five of us featured on there, which is an amazing thing. And I'm so happy about it. And it is directing people to me now. But I didn't get that massive influx of sales from that, that a lot of business owners would imagine that you get on the back of some big press like that. Mm, that is fascinating. It's interesting. Yeah, no, that is. <laughs> I'm so glad that you shared that with us. Thank you. Um, I think it's important too, because yeah. a lot of the time you see, especially on Instagram and on TikTok, people for, are like, yeah. oh, I've made £10,000 from this product that went viral. It doesn't always work like that. And I, I think it's really, initially I was quite like, oh my God, maybe it's not good enough. And then on reflection now, I'm like, no, it wasn't that. It's just they weren't, their readership wasn't necessarily my ideal customer. And I'm very aware of that. And that, but it's still great because the long game is that that blog post exists online now and it's linking to my website and it's, it is sending traffic my way and it will be there for a long time. Yeah. So and I think sometimes it's not ex- assuming you're going to get a sellout. And I'm really glad I didn't because I only had 50 of them anyway. <laughs> yeah. And I had already claimed one of them. Um, but... You had claimed one. <laughs> <laughs> but I think on the flip side of that too is if people come across you when they're Googling, you know, like sustainable stationery or like cute stationery yeah. for things and they see the featured in stylist on your website there is also that like little bit of gravitas that comes with that absolutely and and I feel that when I land on a thing and and you see and you think oh gosh if they've been featured in all these places and now there are multiple different ways and you know actually talking about that sort of stuff is a whole other billion topics in itself but (laughs) I think um in this particular instance the the fact that you did just you know happen to be included in it because it's amazing I'm not saying it in that way I just mean you didn't put yourself out there and like pitch for it or anything to be included in that and it could just be that you know the the person writing the article loves your stuff and maybe it's not the whole the the whole of stylist isn't like those people aren't your people but there are people in putting it together who are like oh my god I love your stuff and that's how it ends up in there um yeah definitely where I'm going with this sorry is to say that like (laughs) as you say you've sort of got to look at it yes it's a great thing it might be you know but don't bank on it for sales but it's still a really good thing uh like long term as you say it is a long game I feel it really is not it's not the magic bullet to like sell out everything (laughs) yeah and I think some people have that and it does genuinely happen and it's amazing when it does and I just honestly I think it's the time of year it's falling who's going to see it you know and it's just that lucky break Mm. and it does happen but sometimes it doesn't and that's okay it's just you know but maybe it's better that it didn't when you've got one person at the helm and only 50 products sitting around to be bought because you also don't have already been sold exactly you also don't (laughs) want to get yourself into a place where you have too much demand um and then you know yeah people kind of maybe go viral have to hire staff and deal with all that stuff but then things fall by the wayside and it's actually um, making me feel quite quite sweaty at the thought of it all Uh, happening like oh my god where am I gonna get all these extra things and I think too like in terms of like I think this comes back to what we were saying at the start as well is your focus on creating a quality experience and a quality product Mm -hmm. 
just leads back to the fact that you were featured, I think, because yes, they might not be your people, but you do create a luxurious, beautiful stationary product and everything about that leads to you feeling like you've had this quality experience. So in terms of what business owners can do, like don't just, I guess, don't always be looking for that PR or promotion opportunity if you don't have that absolutely nailed at the start, like your yeah. own customer experience absolutely nailed. Um, because yeah, what yes. will happen if you <laughs> if it if it takes off or whatever? Like there's so many the thought of things. hand stamping another like a thousand boxes mm. or something because that's this is the reality. You know, I'm hand stamping things right now still, and as the business grows, I won't be. But then. You know, that thought of, oh, my God, imagine it went viral and I had some back orders and I'm sat up until 5 a.m. hand stamping mm, Christmas trees onto boxes. It would be boxes. so stressful. So, yeah, the slow and steady stuff is definitely the right approach. I mean, it's anyway. definitely the, it was definitely the best outcome. It all worked out the way it was meant to be. And as you say, you're still getting um, Absolutely, a yeah. steady, you know, wonderful yeah. little trickle of customers from that. Um, definitely. So let's talk about those four balls again (laughs) so what were (laughs) what were your main so stationary the stationary advent calendar I know I took us off on a big long tangent there but that was your main offering in 2021 so yeah that was 2021 yeah you want to do something different I just, yeah, and and also I was very aware that if I did another one, a lot of my customer base had the previous one. They bought them for themselves, which was lovely, and they were still kind of working their way through some of the, because I packed that box for yes, stationery, so, so I was and thinking, it's all I, I need... stuff, like, I'm yeah. still working my way through it as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of stabbed myself in the foot there um but no I thought to myself a bit like when you run a marathon I kind of need a bit of a rest from that because <laughs> it took up my entire year God. so I just thought about I love hand painting things and I know a lot of people think you know it's a massive thing to do but I love at Christmas time just being able to release a limited edition of something that is hand painted they're all different and I was desperate to do a ceramic bauble that I could just sit and paint and sell and it would be great I had this big vision for it they did take me a lot longer than I thought but I also wanted to make them super detailed so that's my own fault but I loved them so much at the end and I think I did about 30 of them oh actually no I I painted an extra 10 so I did about 40 of them in the end so they were like the big offering and then I also did some Christmas themed you know the cards the tags um, and then I put together some gift sets in more hand stamped boxes of existing stationery that I had but made it into a gift set um I love that ribbon hand stamped stuff yeah yeah and like yes so. that is extra work for you but it was a great way also to make use of existing stock that you had um yeah and I just pushed it as kind of under the tree ready so you buy it it comes with a tag it's in a box there's no prices in there everything's ready to go and all I did for the customer was add an extra little cut-off tag that told them what was in there because if you're anything like (laughs) me you buy something in October and by November you can't remember what's in there so I just get it all ready and all they literally have to do is write the other tag and put it under the tree so that under the tree ready gifting was a big push for me and actually it worked really well especially at Christmas markets I had quite a big display of those and I had samples out and people like oh excellent especially um especially husbands (laughs) that were looking for gifts for their other halves and and them and their mums and things it was just nice and easy for them yeah that worked quite well yeah I want to talk a bit about um your marketing before we talk about the actual sales for things especially the baubles we'll come back to that um so (laughs) how did you go about planning the marketing around this so you've planned what you're going to do a lot earlier in the year um when did you start sitting down and thinking about right how am I going to market this I I would (laughs) I would consider myself a little bit of a intuitive marketer (laughs) but I can be like that right now because it is just me yeah (laughs) um and although I so I know I'll kind of reverse engineer something so with the baubles for example I have a date where I want to launch those and then I start teasing through kind of I do plan it out but I, I will be honest and say I plan it out very very kind of sketchily because I am one of those people that if I'm in the right mood I can really bash out a load of content that's ready to go um, and if I'm feeling a little bit tired I'm like Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so I did a lot of teasing of like the baubles through painting clips on Instagram Instagram's a really massive one for me still um and I guess as an artist, you can do those behind the scenes little teasy clips of something where I'm just like halfway through working on something and everyone's like, oh, what's that? <laughs> and then, you know, you're sort of saying, well, they're going to launch soon. Hang on. <laughs> um, 
I I was much bigger on Instagram with that Christmas uh, with the baubles and all of those things than I ever have been before and I just honestly thought I don't care if I'm showing this all the time I'm just going to keep doing it and I'm going to put posts up I'm going to put reels up I'm going to put stories up I'm quite big on stories I sort of chat away on there all the time anyway um, and that seems to be what worked I also planned and had pre-typed and saved on my flow desk a lot of emails ready to go as well and sort of fleshed them out with what I roughly wanted to say and then as products got developed and things were working I sort of dropped in the more sort of details and photos and things I was a lot better at planning that out I did have a spreadsheet um didn't use it to the best of its ability <laughs> but I also I would say I'm slightly intuitive as well because there is part of me when I I do like planning things but I also like the flexibility to change that plan. I don't like feeling hemmed in by my plan. So I am Same. such a big advocate for planning out your marketing in whatever way works best for you. And sometimes that does take, you know, for some people that is full on detailed spreadsheet, you know, notion calendar, whatever. For me, it's like some bullet points in Asana and a collection of random notes on my phone that I will come back to when I have time to write them, you know, um, yeah. and that works okay for me. So if that works for you, then that's what you should do. <laughs> did you find, yeah, exactly. did you find this... that it worked? Like in terms of it, it definitely keeping you did. on track yeah. and like, if the alternative is to try and plan too much and you sort of get bogged down in that and don't actually do it. <laughs> I guess yeah. having this happen so you can actually get all your emails out and stuff like that is a much better option. Yeah, like for example, I'd written my last postage date email and also my um, that's it, I'm going on holiday for Christmas email. I wrote that in the summer and then I just fleshed it out with more really Because like my, my feeling about something that's too too uh, written too far in advance is it doesn't feel authentic. Mm. So I kind of got the bare bones down and that makes me feel better. But I know I had a picture of me in a Christmas hat floating about. So I popped that on there and a basic kind of little paragraph about Christmas and shutting down for Christmas. And then I just added in some more personal touches about what happened in Christ at Christmas and the markets I'd done and whatever I did. Mm. Um, but I just, it's just, it felt nice to have those kind of some scaffolding there. Yes. <laughs> but then in terms of Instagram is such a massive one for me, but I think what I did differently and this probably sounds really silly but I just took so many videos on my phone of random things I was doing so that I had content to make reels at the drop of a hat when mm. I didn't feel like doing anything mm -hmm. and I'm just trying to get better at always recording little bits and bobs of my day all the time even if I'm not using them for several weeks but I can pop them into something especially at Christmas time with all of the work that goes into it trying to remember to record when an order arrives and me unpacking that order I mean I do a studio vlog over on YouTube anyway but it's so I'm used to picking up a camera but it's just remembering to do it on the phone for, for that as well yeah. and just keep things sitting there in some kind of library that I can just draw on when I need to but the more I put out on Instagram and the more people are reacting to that the more spurred on I am to do it yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely get that um so you also mentioned that you had some markets organized how far in advance mm. did you have to sort of book into those and lock in those dates i mean i was i was like a woman possessed when it came to booking in christmas markets i, ha <laughs> I used to do markets years ago before i had leaf lane studio and i was just doing a little bit of crafting so i used to do them but i'd never done them as leaf lane studio with stationery so I did one wedding fair once and just absolutely hated it because I just I didn't have the right setup and I just felt like a fish out of water. But I have never done them with the stationery. So I started doing a couple in the summer that went quite well. And I thought, OK, Christmas time's coming. I need to get booked on. So I just started booking on and I had something like 11 markets booked in really close together. And I'll be honest, it was too much. <laughs> <laughs> but I had some really interesting things to reflect on so I booked in um, I sell my pro my products are sold at the Eden Project for example um, and in Cornwall and I booked into the Eden Project market um, it was a two-day Christmas market and it was okay I would give it a four out of ten the event was amazing it was a ten out of ten but my sales weren't great there mm. which is interesting for me because my products sell really well there um, but then that was an event that was ticketed and people had to pay extra to come in to that market as opposed to 
the, the fee they pay for Eden. So it could have been that, you know, you start to weigh these things up. But all these markets I booked into, I booked into a massive variety of them, all different price points to get into. And it's really interesting, the ones that were really great. Um, and I had some really great ones. And to be honest, that's what carried me through December um, because they were so, most of them were so amazingly busy and also, I think it's important to remember you're just meeting new customers that will buy off your website. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's definitely not always an immediate sale, but I pick up so many like business cards or write down names of um, different businesses when I go to those sorts of things because it is overwhelming when there are so many amazing... I remember going to one in Manchester when we were visiting um, in the autumn and... I just wanted to buy everything, but it's it's, it's oh, not gosh. possible. It's, so. I can't leave my stool. Yeah. Yeah, just, I cannot yeah. leave my stool other than to, to whip to get a coffee. I cannot because I will come back with everything because there's so many talented people. Yeah. <laughs> I just, but it's, they're so great as well for business owners to go to because you're on your own most of the time and just to go and actually chat to other business owners and see customers' reactions when they actually pick up your products is also really lovely. Yeah. Um, so and just be able to kind of put a face to the name so that when they visit your website they're like oh yeah I met her at a market and we had to chat about the dog or whatever you know <laughs> just random things and you're building that kind of no like trust aspect in business yeah. really quickly yeah. which takes a lot longer on Instagram so there's other things to that come out as positives if you have a quieter day yeah. for example those are the things to remember which are, are really lovely things uh, so would you be doing more Christmas markets this year? Oh, yeah, I'm probably going to book into just as many and we'll be having exactly the same conversation next year. Yeah. I really enjoy them. My dad used to work as a market trader for a lot of his life and I worked with him when I was eight and nine years old just Aww. doing all these little jobs to him at a market. So it comes really naturally to me. I, I really love chatting to people um, and I love setting up the stool and being all wrapped up behind the stool and just, <laughs> you know, just I really enjoy it. So I'll definitely be doing more. I've actually booked into some over the summer as well, but um, I'll definitely be doing more Christmas stuff. For sure yeah excellent oh that's so nice to hear and I guess it's something that can be a bit daunting um I, I guess what would be just to, to sidetrack here if anyone's listening to this and thinking oh maybe I'll give markets a go what would be your like top three tips for them going into that because I guess it could be a very daunting experience yeah, there is a lot to remember. I'm actually going to, well, one of my to-dos for this month is to write a blog post about things you must remember at a market as a small business, because for weeks and weeks and weeks, I had a whiteboard with this massive list of stuff. And I think the most, I, I learned this very quickly because at my very first market in the summer, I had one of those kind of, you know, those like black felt boards where you push the letters in mm. um, and you can just like make a price board. I had one of those because I didn't want to price up all of my stuff and then when I send it out from my website, it's got a price on the back it, yeah. of it. I didn't want to do that. So I had a price board and no one could, no one read it. And I was like, oh, everyone's saying, well, how much is this? And how much is this? And I love to be transparent. I don't want people thinking I'm making up prices. Mm. But by the end of it, so I would say pricing up your things in a way that suits you. So I ended up having a little bit of washi tape and a little jewellery pricing tag mm -hmm. that I stuck on the back of everything. So I could easily remove it. But there's prices on. So prices on everything because people do not see it. They just don't and they're more likely to buy if they can just have less interaction with you and just be picking things up and know how much they are. Yeah. Sounds silly. Well, I but guess we that's all do it differently. Because but... how we're used to interacting with things in shops. So it's just sort of what we're yeah, used absolutely. to. Mm. Yeah. I mean, as many places you can have prices, that is the best. <laughs> also, be mindful of the fact that they're, if you're outside, a lot of them are outside, the wind does blow. So if you do have, for example, saying this for a friend, a basket of, um, you know, wrapping paper, for example, <laughs> that could blow away. Maybe put some stones in the bottom. But no, just make sure that you have business cards out so people can grab those really accessibly. Don't have them behind. Keep them out. Price everything up. Um and just really, really enjoy it. And also buy a charging pack from Amazon mm. so that you constantly keep your little card payment machine charged up and your phone charged up and you'll be fine. Take a flask. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> but seriously, everybody pulls together. You'll be really surprised. You might feel really daunted because everyone's new and you might not know anybody. But within five, ten minutes, you're like, oh, do you mind looking after my stool while I go to coffee? Do you want anything? <laughs> and and you and you, then you start seeing the same faces everywhere. Everybody looks after each other. And th I think that was my biggest worry. Like, oh, my God, I've got all this stock. It's worth a lot of money. I'm going to need to run to a cafe at some point to go to the loo and buy a coffee. What happens then? <laughs> everybody really looks after you because mm, they're on you the know. same boat as well absolutely yeah. yeah yeah um so let's get back to your other offerings as well um how did you feel 
as you started to actually, like you said, sort of announced everything at the end of September and then went to those markets and stuff, at that point, how were you feeling about everything? Did you feel like you were more prepared than previous years? Yeah, I felt really prepared. Um, I felt really prepared. I thought like, I can't do any more at this point. I've thought about everything from packaging to the product, to the postage, to everything. Um, I was really nervous that no one would buy the baubles. I thought, because I had to put a fairly high price point for a bauble um, on them. And I was like, no one's going to buy these. No one is going to buy these. <laughs> and I was really scared. I was like, I'm going to have a tree full of these these hand-painted baubles. No one's going to buy them. But I was super prepared. Um, and I'm always, I always worry when something's totally handmade and hand-painted by me that no one's ever going to buy it. Um, but I was, I could not have been more prepared for everything this, just the Christmas just gone everything was done way in advance and that felt good because it's the first time I've really gone for it in every aspect normally in December I'm like oh my god I haven't got any packaging (laughs) (laughs) well yeah and as I keep saying this is why I wanted to talk to you because from the outside it also looked like I was looking at all your marketing thinking oh my god like she is killing it it looked really I could just tell you had done a lot of pre-preparation and that you had planned things out you had things going out and it wasn't done on the fly like it just and I know that that's something that you had been working on in your business as well. So yeah, I was. I had also signed up to. I had also signed up to a Christmas. I forget what it was called, like a Christmas course, basically, where it's a bit of an accountability group. Mm. So that also helped. But I was just having done several Christmases before, where I left it to the last minute, just not on purpose, just because time gets away with this, because doesn't it's it? Life. And <laughs> it's just life, and suddenly, and you, and it takes a long time to be able to get used to the fact that I'm already. I mean, we'll get to this in a bit, but I'm already thinking about Christmas now mm. and th- I, I know that every year we'll get busier and hopefully I'll be doing more products so I have to start thinking about it sooner and that's nuts because I you come out of December as a product business you are exhausted the last thing you want to do in February is go like okay let's think about it again (laughs) I know that here we go again that always happens when you um speak to people who've you know put on a big festival which I mean not that everybody does this but obviously in my job as a journalist I've had to do that a lot I cannot tell you the amount of you know I would say it'd probably be like oh dozens and dozens of small you know festivals events whatever that happens um in our regional town that I've gone to over the years that I've had to do stories for and literally they'll say like yeah so basically as soon as we you know finish here we'll start planning for next year and you're like oh my god (laughs) but that's how it goes it is exhausting that's how it goes you need to constantly be otherwise you will be I, I guess in a way it sounds like a lot but actually doing it that way makes it less stressful because it's and definitely in this time of year for me and and the summer, although I'll be doing markets, they're the quieter little times, you know, when the kids are on school holidays and things, it, they are quieter times. Um, I don't have kids, by the way, I'm just talking in general. <laughs> <laughs> All of my children are on school holidays. Um, but no, when, when parents are away with their children, everything just quietens down, sort of like July time. So those are the times while I'll be painting baubles. And that's what I was doing last year. It was absolutely boiling. I mean, not Australian boiling for British. You know what we're like. Yeah. <laughs> we cannot cope with the heat. Um, I, mean, I was sitting I. painting baubles. <laughs> That's why I'm moving back there. I always used to, I always think of you and I think like, here's me saying it's boiling hot in, in July. Right? <laughs> you guys, totally different temperature. But yeah, so I'm sitting painting all of my Christmas stuff mm. in, you know, June, July, August time, which seems nuts, but it's the right thing to do to be prepared. Yeah. And actually, you know, obviously painting something like that is like therapeutic and something that you love doing. So it's not a huge, it's not like... Uh, as stressful as it might be to other people who don't have painting skills uh, like me. Yeah. <laughs> All it means is that come Christmas time, if you see another bit of holly. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. I've been seeing this all summer. <laughs> uh, so, um, and obviously you do not have to go into too much detail here. Just feel, share as much as you feel comfortable with. Sure. But reflecting on your Christmas sales, are you pleased yep. with how everything went? Yeah, I would say, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm in a position now where I'm still a small business and we all know how difficult life is at the minute. So it's not like I'm having like 10k months or anything like that. Far from that. But it was my best Christmas definitely that I've had in a while. The baubles were nuts. I think I put them up for sale at let's say seven o'clock at night and by 20 past seven, I think this is my first batch was like 25 baubles. 
I think all of them are pretty much sold by one in about 20 minutes. I am. Um, I 30 have the, minutes. I have the biggest grin remembering this because I had my eye on one and I had been messaging you about wedding related stuff and we were over in the UK and I knew that you were releasing them then. And I'd sort of like, even if we weren't, if we had gone home before then, I would have been like, please, can I buy one before they go on sale? Because I need to get this home. Yeah. Um, so I was there <laughs> waiting and. I could already see some had gone and I was trying to pick one and then I messaged you to be like, I've done it. And then I followed, looked at your stories and you'd been like, oh, there's only like three left. There's only one left. And I remember like oh, messaging you over that on my like all caps, like, oh my God, I'm so yeah. happy for you because I just, I had, <laughs> but it's that thing of, I had been following all your videos of painting them and I was getting excited and I knew I wanted one. Mm. And, but then from a business owner perspective and knowing you um, as I have in business, I just knew it was something you would be so anxious about. So I also oh, was, was just like, even tell I'm you. so proud of you doing all of that. It's months of work and <laughs> you sold out in like 20 minutes or something like 20 to 30 minutes. And it was crazy. So yeah. well deserved though, because, and, and there's you saying earlier, uh, you were really worried about putting them up at that higher price point because no one would want to buy them. <laughs> The thing is with stuff like this, and this is the stuff that I'm willing to accept, I want to put something out spe that's special for mm. my customers. And because I have repeat customers that support me with everything that I launch, that even if it's a bookmark, they'll buy it because they support me. And that's so lovely. So I know that painting a bauble, I'm never going to be able to put the price on that that it really deserves in terms of time. Mm. But for me, it's almost like, here's something that I can put out, which is a one-off piece that is kind of me giving back to the customers that I know will probably buy it. And it's like a little gesture for Christmas and a little offering of thank you. And so it's that as well. And I know a lot of people, and I have had this said to me before, oh, you should just have them printed. And in the future, I may do a collection that I've got printed designs on. But right now, I want to offer that. And whilst I can, I love doing it. And it also keeps my eye in on painting <laughs> things. And I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was honestly, if you could have seen me that <laughs> night, I was crying. I was shaking. I couldn't eat my, my dinner. And my husband was like you know it's going to be okay I'm like no it's not it's not going to be okay no one's going to buy them they're going to think that I've got an ego because I've priced them over 20 pounds it's crazy they're going to hate me I honestly all this negative stuff and then as soon as I sold two I was like okay I sold two okay that's, that's fine. fine I'm happy with that <laughs> and then when they all sold I, I just cried because I was like but then you start to panic you're like oh what if people get them and they really hate them <laughs> It just doesn't end, does it? The yeah. way we feel. And, and I'd have to have a word with myself and be like, stop it. Yeah. Just stop. <laughs> and I think, I think that, that's life. That's how we are. I think, I know you said at the start of the year, you were thinking about, you know, what can I do that's hand painted and stuff. I think the ball ball is a really genius idea. And I actually think that, I mean, we went into Liberty and, you know, Fortnum and Mason while we were in London just for a look. And you do not have to worry about the price of your baubles because it was still, I think, <laughs> cheaper than anything in those stores for like in their yeah. Christmas section. So, you know, this yeah. is the thing, isn't it? Is like you are creating a luxury experience um, right down yeah. to the fact, I mean, it is a fully like ceramic, beautiful hand painted bauble, yeah. but even right down to the fact that you've got that lovely, you put it like a really lovely lush velvet ribbon. So it, it feels yeah. luxurious. Um, but I think and the hand stamped box, yes. I couldn't get through it without a hand stamped exactly. box. You know? Exactly. <laughs> kind of what I do. <laughs> um, and I, I think the thing too is with something like a bauble, um, the reason why obviously like Fortnum and Mason all those places price them so expensively too and why you can continue to do so um is I think it is something that people like to to buy and and keep and they want to mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people enjoy spending a little bit more and I know I certainly do where you collect you know these yeah. special ones for each year um and you pull them out the next year and yeah. you have all those memories and then you can add to it with another different one and like my mum buys us a mm -hmm. Christmas decoration every year and there will be so many people like that and so having something that is so beautiful and so yes like there is the argument for what if you did something that was hand painted that you know could be around all year but there's something so mm -hmm. special about a Christmas bauble as well so I think that was a genius yeah. idea of yours. 
I'm going to be doing more this year because I really enjoyed doing them and I've got so many ideas and so many people have already said to me are you going to be doing baubles this year I'm like oh my god it's, it was January at the time and I'm yeah like, oh my god okay yeah I definitely am um but you know I do like to do my little kind of ha- I like hands-on art as much Ooh. as I do digital art so I last uh last around Mother's Day last year I did a little clay sort of air dry clay yes drop I remember that because I was eyeing it off in... I was eyeing them off and I was like yeah. no you don't live in the same country stop so you see oh, I was never gonna make it you'll yeah. see more from me <laughs> and my credit card when we live back but this there. is the thing like I love doing these hands-on pieces that just are just they're just something I, I love to do for me anyway so I may as well do a few extras and sell them if people want them because I'm there doing it for me anyway mm. and it also keeps my eye in on these different things that I love because most artists like more than one thing yes I honestly I just have a shiny object syndrome <laughs> with art I just want to try it all and give it a go and keep my eye in on all these things that I love doing so that gives me the opportunity to do that yeah I love that absolutely um and in terms of sales again um what would you say worked and what didn't I would say so obviously the baubles yeah work tick, tick. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they worked um gift sets were a funny one because they were very up and down a lot of my regular customers bought a lot of gift sets for my website which was amazing but that was I guess you know they bought the products that were in the gift sets from me individually over the years for themselves maybe and they they were like yeah yeah I'm gonna yeah so they knew exactly so they knew that shove them in a box with a lovely ribbon and a really you know they knew that that was and they were they were great as well for secret santas because mm. they didn't no one everyone well the majority of people find secret santas really difficult yeah. so i had purposely priced some at say 10 pounds for the box which had like a to-do list and pen in and and that's like 10 pounds perfect secret santa price yeah done so that worked really well um and at certain markets gift sets flew off the shelf and at others nothing so it's very up and down with the gift set situation um I think a lot of that at markets was to do with how I, not the display, but I need. I, I would say that on reflection, I need to put more signage up to explain a bit better about what they are. I had a few things, but I don't think it was obvious enough. And I think I had a few people want to buy the box, but the Ooh. price that was on it was like twenty pounds. They're like, oh, I'll take one of those boxes. <laughs> one of the hand like, Can I fill boxes. it with? He's like, yeah. Can I take it and I fill it with some this, this, and this? I'm like, oh, it's actually for that price it's got stationery in it and you know you're like hang on were they gonna pay me 20 pounds for a box you could be like actually i'll just chuck that stationery out yeah i'm just like secretly just like emptying the stationery out behind the table but yeah so i think i've kind of reflected quite well on christmas i know the reasons why at markets maybe certain things that had lesser signage could have worked better um Mm. because i needed just to be a little bit clearer on that but that's again you live and you learn on how you do things and i i don't know if you ever saw on instagram any of the photos of my stool there was a lot on there yeah yeah (laughs) there was a lot going on on there um um, so yeah I think looking ahead to this year I'll know where I need to make those changes but overall the sales of my, I did some foiled Christmas cards this year as well which are if anyone's ever printed any cards with foil they are very expensive to get done but I wanted to try doing them because I'd never done foiling on a card before and they sold really well um, and so they were great and tags and things like that always sell well so overall it was really good but the baubles flew out um, and everything else sort of trickled out but I will say sales wise my website and Etsy did not go well in December. Really great September, October, November. Mm. December, because of Royal Mail strikes, I think I had about 11 sales on my website. Mm. It was insane for December. Yeah, do you sales. think that that was people trying to shop like in like Earlier. physical locations as well yeah. once those strikes were Absolutely. announced, thinking I'm just going to have to go out and see what's yep. local? Yeah, and mm. that's where I was so happy that I'd booked onto markets because I was like, okay it's okay because I'm I've earned earned a reasonable amount of money doing the market Mm. and I was so thankful that (laughs) springtime Lucy (laughs) had a really happy day where she'd booked onto all of these different markets yeah um because yeah I just thought to myself oh my goodness imagine if I hadn't have done this Mm. because December did not look good from a website perspective and any online sales but it did really well on in person so you know you've got to have balance and the world happens and these things like international shipping recently has been down for us um over here there's been no international shipping from royal mail at all wow um and it's been really difficult so you've got to just ride the ebb and flow of it all haven't you yeah yeah and i think like the brilliance of 
obviously doing these reflections and, and it's wonderful that you are going to like you've shared all this with us but obviously this process of reflecting on things is so important for every product-based business after a busy time like this um mm-hmm. for you to be able to sit down and look at the sales and where they came from and think oh actually you know yes doing markets really helped last year because the close i think the closer it gets to christmas the more people are like and i know this is in australia too because um we didn't have postage strikes but everything just takes a long time to get to mm-hmm. places and they're still blaming covid which is ridiculous but um you know i was looking at things thinking well jack wants this stuff that i've got to order online and he's not going to arrive in time because you know if you're waiting to get paid or you know we get paid fortnightly over here rather than monthly so you might be waiting for that pay to drop in and you're like then i can just go i'll have to just go to the the super like the not the supermarket um the the local shopping center and and just get it all there because i can't afford to wait mm. for postage and jack yeah. had stuff um that he bought online for me and they had a real muck up with all their delivery systems and it didn't end up getting it till the middle of January. So that's the thing is like you don't want to have nothing to give your loved one. Um, so yeah. I guess yeah. a strategy, like looking at that strategy, do you think you would do the same this year of focus more on those in-person things towards the end of November and December and really push the online yeah. stuff earlier? Yeah, definitely. And I'm, that's why I'm really happy because a lot of people said, why are you launching your Christmas offering on the last day of September? But <laughs> I just I just had this inkling that I just needed to put it out there earlier. Don't ask me why, um, but I did. And I'm glad that I did. And yes, it meant that, I, I mean, I had some amazing website sales, October and November, especially November, um, the best I've ever had, which was great. But December was crickets. And that's just me being honest. But yeah, some of my markets, I did some amazing, amazing markets that were so busy. And I just couldn't believe it. So everything with balance. But I'll definitely, definitely do more in-person events for Christmas next year. Uh, this year. <laughs> next Christmas. This year. And next year. Yeah. Um, so I guess this does kind of lead into my next question, though, of saying, like, what lessons have you learned from, from 2022 that you'll implement in future Christmases? I definitely think that... I definitely think I'll stick with the kind of timings of everything, but I think that I'll bring out some more kind of new I launched for example I launched a new notepad that was my um it was like it's the thickest one I've ever done and it's got a big yellow flowers on it mm. I launched that a little bit too early I should have left that right before Christmas and had that as like my new piece of stationery for Christmas mm-hmm. um and I think I'll do that this year I don't ever release Christmas themed stationery because I don't want to get stuck with Christmas themed to-do lists and things but I think I'll release you know I will definitely do a little collection that releases for Christmas in a gift set that I've never had before I think that will be the way forward for a few more sales this year yeah I love that I mean gosh you can probably already count me in (laughs) (laughs) I've got certain pieces of stationery that I'm looking for for myself at the moment and I cannot find it anywhere it's the most basic thing and I'm just like why can't I find this anywhere online I'm like right okay I need to make it (laughs) my brain activated (laughs) must produce this piece of stationery now it's nothing major but I just think you know anything you know people always like they a lot of my repeat customers buy my new stuff regardless bless their hearts (laughs) whether they need it or not um but which is lovely to have that support but I think yeah I think apart from releasing more baubles this year I would definitely do yeah I'll definitely do something different um that I don't release until right into that Christmas offering so it is literally new completely new and I think that'll help the old uh the sales this year yeah um and just sort of oh gosh we've I've I think there are so many gems that product-based business owners can take away from our chat today but let's wrap it up what advice would you give to other product-based businesses going into Christmas this year I mean there's (laughs) I always have little things that I'll probably remember off of this call but I think in terms of just general stuff um and I know you hear this everywhere and I'll you've definitely heard this before but showing up and being chatty on stories is a massive massive one and I know that so many people will be going oh (laughs) (laughs) rolling of the eyes but actually get your face I mean I'm no massive marketing expert I'm like I said I'm quite intuitive but I honestly feel like that whole know like and trust of a brand especially if you're the only face of that brand is so important and really allowing and and don't always 
obviously I mean we all re-record stuff because you know (laughs) (laughs) we're human Um, but have people honestly the amount of comments I'm I'm a bit of a kind of I can be a bit chatty and a bit oversharey sometimes but people like that but just go with who you are that's who I am and that works for me but people will message me and go thank you for not re-recording that it was really funny and I honestly would have said something really silly and be like oh god I need to re-record this but I haven't got time and then just carry on (laughs) and and just be yourself within your brand you know what I mean obviously (laughs) to a point but just on stories just show up talk about things that interest you talk about your products it doesn't have to be perfect you know that whole people buy from people thing is really true um and the more they get to know you the more they will support your brand and I honestly think that's a massive thing that I would say the other big thing for me which is has always been a struggle um and it's something I'm really working on actively this year is keeping track of my finances I mentioned that I did that um that pricing course recently and I'm just I can be a bit head in the sand about worrying about finances but this year I've thrown myself into it and I know everything now and (laughs) it's really helping me plan ahead and making me feel more legit in myself so I just honestly think if you can nail being showing up on your social medias being behind the scenes and knowing in detail what your business is about trying new things and just building rapport with your customers I think you can't really go wrong honestly um and just reflecting on things as well and not being scared to reflect if something goes wrong and thinking okay allow yourself those moments where you just want to cry and drink a big glass of gin um (laughs) (laughs) but likewise give yourself that time reflect on it like you know the times there's a couple of markets that were they're not great for me and I just about made my fee back and I and I was really upset about it but then I think okay two weeks time I got this massive order from someone who was like oh I met you at such and such a market Mm. and you're like yes remember why you're there sometimes it isn't always about in that moment it's about the longer game and they're the really important things I would say yeah oh wonderful what a lovely note to end on I for one am very excited for although maybe I shouldn't be excited for your Christmas marketing this year how much how much am I going to spend this year I am lots I am very excited (laughs) to be in the same country as you again and I will be shopping a lot uh (laughs) this Christmas and I'll be giving lots of hints to Jack when I um you know, when he says, what do you want for your birthday? What do you want for Christmas? I will be sending him your way. Um, thank you so, so, so much for joining me, Lucy. And thank you for being so honest and transparent with me and the lovely content, etc. listeners. Oh, no um, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. And I, I just hope that everyone takes away a lot there's still like lots of wonderful helpful tips here for service-based businesses but it's so much fun to chat I don't chat product-based businesses quite as much so it's wonderful to talk to you about that um where can people find and follow you and buy your amazing stationery online <laughs> so you can go to my website is leaflanestudio.com um and then basically on socials I'm leaflanestudio so Instagram as I mentioned I'm there more than anything so if you want to see me chatting utter nonsense, um, Instagram, Lee Flame Studio is the best place to go. Wonderful. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, love. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Content Etc. If you head over to wordbywordstorytelling.com forward slash blog, you'll find a blog version of this episode. There'll be links to anything I've mentioned in this episode in the show notes on your podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know by tagging me in your stories on Instagram, where I'm at word by word storytelling. And let me know what your biggest takeaway is from this episode. If you know someone who would enjoy listening to the show, please tell them about it. Word of mouth is still one of the most powerful forms of podcast recommendation. Make sure you're following the podcast to get the next episode as soon as it drops.